Welcome to Health Accents, where we discuss advances and trends in medicine. The show is produced by WOUB Public Media in Athens, Ohio. I am Dr. Nicholas Mazidis, Associate Professor of Specialty Medicine at Ohio University. I'm here today to discuss an interesting uh, topic, which I think is of great relevance to our audience, uh, and it has very much to do with Athens County, with uh, our resources and problems that we're facing as a community. And I'm very happy to have with me as guests Dr. Joseph Verdier, who is a Health Systems Intervention Coordinator with the Athens City County Health Department. And welcome. Thank you. Joseph. Thank you, Dr. Mizidis. And uh, Ruth Dudding, who is Director of Health Education, again with the Athens City County Health Department. Hello, Ruth. Hello. Thanks for inviting us today. Thank you. Uh, our topic today, as mentioned, will be to discuss a few things about the health profile for our county, for Athens County, Ohio, and uh, with that opportunity also to discuss the resources that we have, the health resources that we have, to address many of the core issues that uh, we confront uh, as a community, which definitely impact on uh, the health and well-being of the residents of the community, and also on disease prevention with many, many ramifications. Uh, so I just wanted to remind us uh, that uh, Athens County has over, I guess at this point, is that correct, about 65,000 residents? That's there right. About? Mm-hmm. <laughs> Roughly. <laughs> and uh, we have a small uh, minority group uh, population. Nevertheless, uh, all of these numbers are growing as we look forward. And uh, a large uh, section of this particular population has to do with chronic illnesses, degenerative illnesses. And uh, Dr. Rodier, I think uh, diabetes is one of these major players. It is a major problem in Athens County and uh, in Appalachia, Southeast Ohio, and around the country. And around the country, exactly. Uh, Some of the numbers that we were looking at through one of the... uh, statistics uh, that had been put out uh, through the county. This was now from 2008 that was informing us that about uh, 18% of the uh, residents uh, were confronting a problem with uh, diabetes mellitus. But uh, now I understand that prediabetes is right there on the radar. Yeah, prediabetes is right on the radar, and uh, there has been more attention paid to it. There's, uh, uh, there's more discussion about prediabetes because uh, research has shown that uh, People with high sugar level, high glucose level can be pulled back from diabetes based on certain interventions. So um, public health, government, and other institutions are putting resources into that to pull people back from uh, prediabetes, preventing them from going to full-fledged diabetes. So there are a lot of resources that are available and information, and the health department is very instrumental in implementing initiative in the county. So, Ruth, uh, you're directly involved in educating, I guess, in all this intervention and prevention part. Uh, so how do you view this particular assignment, so to speak, or <laughs> undertaking? <laughs> you know, I, I think it's really exciting, and, and I think Joseph and, and the other staff that we work with are really uh, highly motivated to address the issue. This is a community that we love. We live here. Um, our children are here, and you know, we care very much about what happens to folks. And we know that, as Joseph said, Dr. Vidier had mentioned earlier, that this people don't have to have type 2 diabetes all the time, that there are real things that they can do themselves to not, to you know, to circumvent that disease state. And we 
just really want to make that um, those interventions known and connect people to the resources that they need to live long, healthy, happy lives. Very good. And uh, Joseph, you were mentioning the fact that uh, this has become a national issue, right, with awareness, and the CDC has actually put out a message uh, in effect to our communities uh, far and wide that uh, funds will be made available to assist in piloting programs into examining opportunities and uh, various uh, modalities of making a difference. Would you like to tell us a little bit more about uh, how they're out to support and how we've used that particular guidance that they're giving us? Well, uh, for for many years now, here at the Alton City County Health Department, we have had uh, public health grants to engage in policy systems and environmental change activities and initiatives in the county to help people to make appropriate lifestyle change based on what's in the environment, based on changes in policy, and based on changes in system. But this new grant from the CDC, the 1422 grant, also called the Communities Preventing Chronic Disease Grant, is going to be a little bit different. It will have the policy systems and environmental change segment, but will also have a segment that has to do with clinical clinical. Uh, community clinical cooperation where public health and medicine can collaborate to prevent chronic diseases. So that's where I come in. We're going to be developing something called the bi-directional referral system where physicians can realize that it's it's not all about prescribing medication, pills, but a lot of the diseases like hypertension, diabetes, pre-diabetes, these these things are lifestyle uh, diseases, lifestyle conditions. So we want physicians to be involved with helping patients, direct patients to the resources that can help them make that lifestyle change to pull them back from these chronic conditions. So that's that's what uh, this grant is about. That's what this program is about. So lifestyle is the core, the foundation of our intervention, and this is a message which is very important, I think, for everyone and certainly for our physician colleagues. And, uh, Ruth, you mentioned earlier in our discussion uh, that uh, we have some special features in Athens County that uh, make our particular community attractive also to the various federal agencies to kind of conceptualize to see how things Mm -hmm. would work and maybe take this model to a wider audience. Right. You know, um, because an approach for change needs to be comprehensive, you know, it can't just be the medical community, it can't just be worksite policy, it has to be a whole collaboration of things. And because our community has a hospital system, uh, several hospital systems and a university, plus we have some uh, need in terms of high rates of obesity chronic diseases that just made us the perfect pilot and we're kind of um, we're kind of secluded it's not like we're a suburb of a larger community too we're kind of enclosed so the interventions that we can develop really can be well tested as well and and this is a project though we are also working with um, Washington County on they have very similar features um, they're about the same size. I think sometimes we think that Marietta is bigger than Athens, but really we, we both have about the same size population. So um, we get to work together and represent the rural community in the state of Ohio in piloting this project. And we're very fortunate, as mentioned, because uh, 
we are isolated in some ways, but on, in other ways, we have certain features that uh, I think even larger cities would be very happy to have. We have, as mentioned, a university, uh, which um, is uh, very well known and uh, esteemed uh, faculty. And of course, we have hospital systems, which uh, also as I see, have uh, very good rankings on a national level. Both uh, Ohio Health and the Marietta Health System are uh, very strongly uh, represented in the charts, you know, the performance charts and then the rankings. Uh, so our, our particular program, Dr. Verdier, how is that going to uh, kind of be uh, presented and what are the special features of what we have in mind? Well, the... The bi-directional referral system is a new concept because uh, public health and clinical practice have not been co- collaborating well forever. So that, that bi-directional referral system is a, is a unique feature that will allow the program, this public health program, to go into physician practices. So that's a unique feature of this program. Uh, what will happen, what the outcome will be, we still don't know yet. So like Ruth said, this is a pilot. And uh, so for the first four years, that will give us a lot of opportunity to collect data, to collect more information, to see how, how if we are refunded after four years, how our, how, how, how our efforts can be tweaked to meet the needs of the community and to, you know, it's a program in the making. It's a programming process because it's a new concept. Uh, not too many places in the, in, in the country has, uh, have done it. So, uh, but the, the unique uh, uh, aspect, as I said, is the bi-directional referral system. And to add to that, the Healthy Connections Clinic. That was something we sat down and thought out, you know. Before we established the bi-directional referral system, what should we do? We can't wait before we start helping people to set goals to change their lifestyle. So uh, Washington County and Athens County met, and we decided to establish the Healthy Connections Clinic, where before the bi-directional referral system can be stood up, people can come and ask for information, get help in setting goals to change their lifestyle. Uh, I'm sure Ruth can uh, add on to that. She can expand on that. So, Ruth, uh, you're offering now certain resources to the clinical community to the physicians in clinical practice Mm -hmm. so that they have uh, the ability to refer patients and then you would at this point make them aware of resources right so you know the health department as as dr vadir had mentioned we have this healthy connections clinic this is a place where we can receive referrals from physicians of patients maybe who could benefit from some lifestyle change, but may have some personal barriers to making those changes. And so that person could be referred to the health department. They could come in and meet with our public health nurses. And we would just link them to resources that are already happening in the community. It might be a lifestyle change class like CHIP or DPP, Dr. Uh, Drozik's Lifestyle Medicine Clinic. Um, It could be a cooking coach, maybe they just don't know how to prepare foods, and we can connect them with Live Healthy Appalachia's cooking coaches. Um, it might be a physical activity opportunity that they're just not aware of, or they've never really exercised, and and they struggle with kind of getting over that initial hump of whatever you know perceptions about exercise they might have. So maybe a community health worker, somebody who could actually walk with them the first time, or set up some goals for physical activity. Um, 
those are just examples of some of the resources we can connect people to to help them improve those lifestyle changes to prevent the diseases that we're, we're talking about. So we have a wealth of resources uh, in the county, uh, many of which really don't involve too much uh, financial outlay from our patients. And uh, it's a matter of making these, making people more aware because I guess mm-hmm. even physicians are, we are not aware of uh, what's on, on offer. Is that right. That's true. Um, so, yeah, it's, it's kind of two-pronged. Um, as Joseph said earlier, we want, you know, ultimately public health is about building systems. We don't want to necessarily go into the business of, of developing clinics. Um, but we hope to model the system for practices so that they are doing the referring themselves um, so that when they see the patients, they can refer them to maybe a class or a navigator or a cooking coach. But the other thing that we find that's really important in the process, too, is getting that feedback back to the physician. So that's where the bi-directional comes exactly. in, right? So, yeah. so maybe we connect um, a person with a community health worker who's going to go to a um, a CHIP class or a diabetes prevention program class, and they go for the first time and they're setting some goals, that community program can communicate back to their referring physician that this is actually happening. You know, they've set these goals and they're working toward that. That can then be part of their, their patient record. And so they, you know, physicians can actually see that people are making strides towards changing their lifestyle. And, and that's the way we can beat this chronic disease epidemic. You know, uh, physician sends someone to a lifestyle change program. If he doesn't hear back from the lifestyle change program, doesn't follow the, the progress of the patient, that's just going to go down the drain. But if there's that co- collaboration, that coordination, or you send your patient here, yeah, this is what the patient is doing. The patient lost five pounds this week. The patient's blood pressure is going down. That kind of stuff, you know, will help to, to dent this epidemic. Very, very important. Uh, you're listening to the program Health Accents, and uh, we'll take a short break and return with our two speakers today, uh, Dr. Joseph Verdier from the Athens City County Health Department and uh, Ruth Dudding, uh, also from the Athens County uh, Health Department. You're listening to Health Accents, produced by WOUB Public Media in Athens, Ohio. So we're returning to our discussion today about uh, the Athens County Initiative to Improve Community Health. And uh, my uh, guests today are Dr. Joseph Verdier, Health Systems Intervention Coordinator of Athens City County Health Department, and Ruth Dudding, Director of Health Education from the Athens City County Health Department as well. We were uh, speaking earlier about uh, the large issue which confronts um, Athens County, the large issue relating to chronic illness and, most importantly, illnesses that relate to metabolism, diabetes, cardiac, uh, and I think those are the primary drivers of deaths uh, in our community. And uh, the new initiative here, which involves uh, what we call I guess it's a clinic of sorts, but more importantly, it's this bidirectional model, Dr. Verdier, which enables the uh, Athens City County Health Department to function as a resource extender for the physicians who are in practice and seeing patients. Yes, exactly. The Health Connections Clinic, uh, we want it to be temporary. Like Ruth said, we don't want to be in the business of running a clinic 
But we have that clinic because the bi-directional referral system, which you intend to put in place, is not in place yet. But by the time we can put that in place, and physicians and community, community lifestyle change uh, entities, gymnasiums, uh, physical fitness programs, cooking classes, tobacco cessation programs, by the time physicians and these entities can start sending patients back and forth, and we see that our system is working, there would not be much of a need for this Healthy Connections Clinic. But we want it to be temporary. Yeah, sorry. No, I'm, that's very good. And what I understand then is we're kind of uh, making a network. We're creating a network. A network, exactly. There are many resources out there. And until such a time when these resources are fully uh, Let's say all the clinicians are fully aware of these resources yeah. so that they can make independently their referrals. Yeah. Uh, the health department is functioning as an intermediary. As an intermediary, as a hub. To facilitate. Hub to facilitate right? that whole and, process. And you know, the hope is then that as they become aware of the wealth of resources that we have, yeah. then they'll be able to undertake this initiative on their own getting in contact directly with these uh, resources. Exactly. And, uh, Ruth, uh, the resources, I guess they're encompassing a wide variety, right? So uh, what, how, how wide is this scope of resources that we have? You know, when we start to think about the barriers that prevent people from making lifestyle changes, there are many Um Knowledge is just one. Sometimes people have a financial barrier. Maybe it's transportation. Maybe it's insurance-related. So the Healthy Connections Clinic is actually going to try to address all of those barriers um, to lifestyle change. So if somebody comes in and needs some navigation, we would connect them with the patient navigator for insurance. If um, they're having a difficult time meeting their appointments or they can't drive to the the lifestyle change class that they're participating in, then maybe a community health worker could help them overcome some transportation issues. So while while our, the meat of it is, the heart of it really is about phys- connecting people with physical activity, access to healthy food, and eliminating tobacco ultimately, we know that there are other things that have to be addressed as well in, to help people become successful. And we really hope to try to address everything that's needed. So there's exercise, there's stress reduction. There are programs out there that uh, can address some of these issues, correct? Absolutely. Uh, gyms and such. And uh, this information then you would keep as a central clearinghouse repository of information that you're, you're aware of listings right. with these, we, and then you can offer these listings? We do. We have a resource guide that's always being updated. Uh, we're distributing with our many partners. Um, but yeah, we would use this resource in the Healthy Connections Clinic to connect people to a variety of physical activity opportunities, um, healthy food access if that's needed, um, cooking skill development if that's needed, shopping with people, um, or connecting them to the grocery store tours that do happen regularly in the community. So we really are a resource link so because there's so many things that are happening, we just hope to connect people to the right resource depending on what the need is. Now, could that also be done eventually, I guess, through some electronic type of uh, like a website that people Absolutely. then can access? Because that makes it a little simpler, no? That would be great. because, And it's not just – I'm glad that you brought that up because we are not just accepting referrals from – from practices, if people themselves want to come into the clinic and look for resources, 
that would be wonderful. We would love to help them with that. And if we could have a comprehensive resource online, our resource guide online, which we're working on doing, and they can just make those connections themselves. Now, in coming to the clinic, Dr. Rodier, they're coming in because they're going to have a type of an encounter, or could they just as well get this information from a manual that's distributed or from the website, or is there something more that they will be getting were they to be referred to the Health Connections Clinic, aside from information about where to go? Well, I think uh, coming to the Health Connections Clinic would be a plus, Although you can use the resource guide to go to the gymnasium, to go to to register for CHIP, but uh, coming to the Healthy Connections Clinic, the public health nurses work with you to set goals, you know, uh, and we think that that interaction with you to set goals, we think is important because, uh, you know, uh, it puts you in the position to be able to make some decisions about what you, where you want to be. And they can give you access to more resources than, other than just that guide. You know, the guide is important. I mean, you can use the guide to register into the, to the gym. But, you know, uh, if the gym doesn't still know yet that, you know, that you have to check your blood pressure, you know, and other things, you know, they want to do it. But the Health Connections Clinic can do much more than give you a guide because they can check your blood pressure. You know, they can listen to your concerns and they help you set the goals and direct you into the right place. I see. So, therefore, as part of the interview, they can identify other areas where you might need Where you might some help. need. Right. Now, once they've done that and they've guided you and made some suggestions, will they also be in position to follow up to see that you're implementing some of this, or is that pretty much just after you've met with the interdicial? We follow, we follow up. In fact, we have, been meeting a fam- we have been meeting a family for more than three, four months, and they come regularly, you know, update their status, see where they are, you know, and we just work with them based on their own pace. You know, we don't compare them to do anything. We just give them the information and look at the options that are available to them. So, yes, we follow up with you, set up schedules for you to come back, you know. Or maybe the person who wants to do that particular thing, you know, that goal setting or that nutrition thing, for instance, if they want to get more information on recipes or how they can shop, you know, we can always refer them somewhere else. But if they choose to still come back to us, that's also fine, you know, yeah. At the present. And Ruth, uh, I guess you're developing a kind of a grid on a patient where you can track over time their use of resources and if they're actually taking advantage of everything on offer and perhaps if they're underutilizing something, you would want to identify why they're not making uh, use of that particular resource. Right. And, you know, the, the thing that's important for us is that this is patient-motivated you know, so we will be working with people who are ready to change. And that's like one of the things um, that we do first. So if they come into the Healthy Connections Clinic, there is a chart that's open for that patient and, and every communication and every goal and uh, suggestion or decision is recorded there. But, you know, that readiness for change is, is what we do first. We're, you know, we're not going to force anybody to change. We want to help them get to the place that they want to be. So, um, 
you know, if if it's exercise that they really want to do, even though we know that their diet could use some improvement, we're going to focus on exercise because they're ready and um, they're motivated to do that and we want them to feel some success. So one thing at a time and the pay, at the pace of the patient just so that they are successful in doing what they need to do. Now, will you also be getting feedback from some of these resources? Like, for example, if they're going to the gym or if they happen to be meeting with a navigator and so on, will you know if that has happened or maybe the patient uh, didn't connect with the navigator? I mean, will yeah. you receive notice and then you can kind of follow up on that? We could, and, and probably most of the, the follow-up happens with the patient themselves. So we're not going to call the navigator. We probably, we're probably not going to call the gym to see if they showed up. Hmm. Because it's really their um, their motivation that's the driver here, and and you know we're not we're not going to be um, health education, um, you know, police yeah. and, and try to force people to do things that we just want to help people where they need help, and so we can, we'll make suggestions, but we really want them to be the drivers of their activity. Exactly, and that's very important already, right? Because as you mentioned, lifestyle. Uh, intervention is kind of the foundation for this clinical care paradigm that's required for these illnesses. You can't really be throwing expensive medicines at a problem when all of this foundation has not been laid. And uh, I guess in the long run, uh, we need to encourage them, right, to make these changes. And your voice would be one more subtle suggestion about moving in the proper direction. Exactly. We need to encourage them, you know, we encourage them, we support them, and make resources available, but our decision to change will be theirs. And when they make that decision, we support them in every way we can. Now, I guess this, as you mentioned, is uh, an evolution. So are we adding resources as we move along? Is the city itself making changes in, uh, I guess, uh, offerings uh, of what it does vis-a-vis -vis transportation or uh, foods or are there other thoughts along those lines? Well, uh, our program we have, I mean, we have been working with the city because this program, this grant has two components. Component one is the public, uh, is the policy system, environmental change, and my colleague who is not yet today has been working with the city and other entities to a very significant extent, even working with food pantries to make sure that healthy food is is in food pantries, not just not not because people. I come to get food. It means they can, you can just give them anything. So we will be promoting healthy food in food pantries and soup and food kitchens. Um, the the walking trail, you know, the bike the bike path, all that stuff. We work with the city on other entities on. So yes, we have a lot of partners. In fact, we have something called the Lifestyle Change Network, which you are also a part of, and we discuss within the context of this LCN about what can be done. How should you approach the community? So there is a there are a lot of partners in the community, and we read a few empowered and uh, for the for the cooperation from people. In the community. So this also emphasizes that the community is a living entity. Obviously, you, the listeners, are part of this enterprise, and uh, your feedback is very important. But uh, both the city, uh, the county. And uh, beyond that, uh, going to a state level, to a national level, there's great awareness. There are resources that are being mobilized. It's very clear at this point in time that health does not center on medications alone, but uh, it has much to do with lifestyle. And uh, certainly, 
I think in a privileged area like ours, privileged from the point of view that we have uh, an agricultural base, we have access uh, to good food and uh, to farm animals and to many other resources, which unfortunately over the years have been neglected and we were relying very much on uh, a centralized uh, food supply that uh, didn't always necessarily uh, meet all of the needs. Uh, We're becoming aware that we have the ability to make some change on our own and we're looking forward to this program uh, growing, right? Certainly. In conjunction with the... Certainly. In fact, not cutting you off, but uh, sometime next week, I think on the 15th, we'll be speaking to the meeting of the medical doctors at Oblanis. Uh, we have some more presentation to make, and we'll be highlighting the essence of this grant and how it can uh, complement their practices in caring for the patients and improving their outcome. So we'll be doing that presentation next week. Maybe Ruth can see a little bit about it. That's very good. And Ruth, I'm sure you'll be there <laughs> giving the message <laughs> so that we become educated about what's going on. <laughs> We're looking forward to it. We are really grateful to live in the community that we are in. And I know um, we mentioned some of the, the benefits of the community, but I think the r- real reason why we can do it is because we do have so many special nonprofits who are like-minded focusing on healthy food access, um, more opportunities for physical activity, equity, and um, that's what's really going to make the difference. We can't do it alone. Public health is about many, many partners. Thank you very much, and thank you for joining us today. Thank you. Thank you for listening to Health Accents, produced by WUB Public Media in Athens, Ohio. Our audio engineer is Adam Rich. My name is Dr. Nicholas Mazidis, Associate Professor of Specialty Medicine at Ohio University.